Welcome to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I am your host, writer, and comedian, Emily Winter. And before we get to today's excellent story, um, I just wanted to say happy Thanksgiving and also happy insane buying season for the holidays. It all gets super crazy right now. And um, I happen to have a little solution. I just got a box of books and the book is One Day Smarter. It is a book by me. It is a trivia book. Uh, it has random uplifting trivia and trivia games for ages 12 and up, 12 through adult. It makes the perfect office white elephant gift um, or a gift for anyone that you are just a little bit stumped that might like some information to make them smarter and happier. So anyway, I have this box of books of One Day Smarter. And I'm happy to uh, sign and personalize a message um, and send it out if you Venmo me 20 bucks. So for 20 bucks, uh, I'll take care of the shipping in the United States as long as it's not like next day. Um, if you need that or you're not in the United States, just email me. My email is emcwinter at gmail and I'll go find out how much it costs and we can talk. Um, you can also email me if you want to uh, not put all of this information in a Venmo. That's totally fine. My Venmo is at emily-winter, at emily-winter. Um, yeah, and like I said, you can put the info in a Venmo. If that doesn't feel good to you, put it in an email to emcwinter. Uh, Venmo me 20 bucks, and I will send your personalized uh, gift book of One Day Smarter, and I promise it makes the perfect gift. It is, uh, it's something that I worked really hard on during the pandemic, and uh, my editor and I tailored it to this time of year uh, to be a gift that would not horrify or offend anyone and actually make them happy. So happy Thanksgiving, happy Black Friday, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Oh, and by the way, uh, sorry, I just have to say this because I just said Black Friday. Black Friday gets its name from some Philadelphia police, um, and apparently stores got so crazy the day after Thanksgiving that um, there was a lot of theft, and so no cops wanted to work on Black Friday because they were always being called. Um, and so the, the police started calling it Black Friday. Um, anyway, that is one piece of trivia that's in the book. Um, so that's where Black Friday comes from. And anyway, uh, okay, now on with the show. Today on the podcast, I'm super excited to have the wonderful stand-up comedian who just put out an album, Caitlin Reese. Caitlin, welcome. Thank you so much, Emily. I'm so happy to see your face. I haven't I, seen you in a minute. I know, I know. This is so awesome. Um, and it's it's oh, it's even nice to see a wonderful New York apartment in the background. <laughs> you can tell because there's the heating pole. It looks bigger than most rooms in New York, but um, but it's still got it's still got the New York charm that makes me know where you are. Yeah, I have French doors going into my bedroom. So this was clearly, I, I live in Astoria, Queens, and it's like an old house. And this, I clearly live in what used to be like the dining room or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing as dining rooms in New York City anymore. No. Or the surrounding boroughs. Yeah. No, no, no. That's so funny. Um, sorry, one thing, and I'm gonna cut this out. I was just in like a moped accident, and so every time I have bruised ribs, and every time oh I my laugh, God. um, it hurts. So if I am laughing weirdly or I'm like, ha ha, it's not that I don't think it's funny, it's that that's all I could do. 
just I feel like you need to include this now in the episode so people are like is Emily okay they're like no she's recovering from a fucking moped accident Jesus well if I do keep this in I just want to say like I don't want to scare people off mopeds because I know that I was getting too cocky on my moped I know that I was like leaving my apartment not memorizing routes anymore just being like I can get there I can get there and then I wasn't paying enough attention to the road in front of me because I'm looking for street signs and blah 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 so anyway Sunday I hit a giant rock and then I hit a pole and it was horrible and I have a huge scratch on me and I have uh, bruised ribs, but I'm okay. And like, to me, it was just like, okay, don't be a little dick. You're on a little motorcycle, like memorize your routes, like be a hundred percent aware. It's just like, it was a good reminder. So yeah. But so complex to like, that's like that um, pat your head, rub your tummy, but like tenfold, all the things you're like the layers of what you're describing mentally. I'm like, I don't think I could do that. Like memorizing a route, like writing it. Also, this is like- what people used to do before phones. <laughs> like, I can't believe it, but you know what? It's helping me. Um, well, once I get back on my feet and on my wheels, it's helping me learn Los Angeles because I can't take yeah. it on. Well, I won't take it on the freeway. Um, for obvious reasons, if this had happened on the freeway, there would be no podcast today. Um, but yeah, so I'm taking local roads, roads only and, uh, yeah, it's helping me figure out LA, but I, after a while I was like, ah, I could just do this without looking. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, gotta look. So anyway, um, I, I have gone way out. more off topic than I usually do. Yeah, sorry. Um, but yes, so I'm laughing weird. I'm responding weird. It's cause it hurts. Um, but hello, bingo. Uh, let's get to your ghost story, which also p- takes place in New York, but a different part of New York, right? Yes. Um, so I kind of have like three small stories, one in Connecticut, two things that happened in college. So I went to college at the College of St. Rose, got a bachelor's in social work, and I lived in these old Victorian, um, they had all these old Victorian houses that they and had. And St. Rose is in Albany? Yes, I'll be in okay. New York. Cool, cool, cool. And they converted all these old, very creepy, very beautiful Victorian um, homes into dormitories, like into quads and stuff. And so I was like in this quad with three other girls and we lived up in like the, like truly like a castle, like a castle of a house and like up at the tippity top. It was absolutely gorgeous, but there was, it was definitely haunted and weird things happened all the time, especially when all three of my roommates were gone, which was rare, but it did happen sometimes where, cause all of them lived somewhat local and I didn't as much. So I didn't go home as much. So there was times that I would be the only person in the room. And I had two different instances where one time my printer just turned on and started writing me messages through printing out things. Um, for my printer yeah being like hello Caitlin blah 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 and this is I don't want to give away my age but I'm old enough that like people weren't there weren't wireless um printers like uh, right like, right right everything was plugged in for like kind like I didn't have like computers for something you only had at school when I was in high school and, and then college I had like the big huge like old school tv set version of a computer and that was normal so like we didn't have the technology for someone to be like wirelessly like fucking with me from like another dorm room being like oh okay I know Caitlin's alone I'm gonna get in her head right 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 yes absolutely and the messages were so 
specific that there's no way it was like the you know how there's like preset testing things that will print to make sure like your ink is good or whatever yeah like they'll usually say like test or hello uh so you are home alone and your printer turns on and you go over there and it's printing out messages like hello Caitlin really? yeah just like really like like casual sentiments you would say to someone you barely know at the grocery store like hello Caitlin how are you how is your day going but it's like kept saying my name hello Caitlin to reset another question over and over and over again terrifying yeah. also as a Caitlin I'm sure you get people spelling your name wrong all the time was this was your name spelled correctly correct whoa Correct. So you know it wasn't some dude that was just trying to like hook up with you because they're just gonna they're just gonna spell it any any old way <laughs> like the closest approximation right to- they're like hello human girl yeah <laughs> you exist. Um, yeah no so that was like and I just couldn't sleep and then I was like in my head and this was like a this was like one of those times where like people went home for like a week break and I decided not to go anywhere and so it was just I mean, I already like truly felt like it was just me and like a ghost of a campus. So our, like the vibes were off that whole week. Yeah. And then later Sorry, in the week. What time of year was this? Fall. Fall. Okay. This is like a fall break situation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and, and then, what year were you in college? This wasn't your first year. No, I was, I think I was a sophomore. Okay, cool. So you're like 19 or something at the time and you're getting these messages. And so what do you do? I don't, I don't sleep that night. Um, and then I like, I'm like starting to try to befriend like the other few weirdos in the, and like that I'm like finding on campus to be like, Hey, what are you like? What's up guys? What are you guys doing? Like, like still here on campus because almost, but like, I couldn't befriend someone and get to the point of like sleeping in their dorm without trying to sleep with them, mm-hmm. uh, in such quick order. <laughs> like, I don't know how to fast track a friendship like that because I right. wanted to have someone to crash with at that point. I was like, I really don't want to sleep alone in this room. Yeah. Um, I never had the printer come on again, but later that week, um, I was like, all right, well, like I was trying to chalk, chalk it up in my head where I was like, I did a couple things to ease myself. I told myself that if I spoke out loud towards the ghost, that it would like make it not fun I also had this theory with getting raped that I was like oh if you ever if someone tries to rape you you just like be really into it and chatty and make it feel like a normal date so like you ruin the element of like them getting this on you right 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 like there's no power dynamic you're like I'm like no I I love this I was hoping you'd come by like and so I kind of took that approach to the ghost where I was like just talking out loud like I knew it and like trying to make it seem like hey I'm I love this. So if you're trying to spook me, like, good luck. God, this is such a funny mentality. And I wonder if there's any psychological backing to that. I would have never treated a ghost like a frat boy before in my brain, but um, here we are. (laughs) Uh, Someone who's like perpetually suspicious of straight men. I'm just like, oh, it's a ghost. It's probably some creepy dude. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So like, I definitely spent the first half of the week afraid. And then, like I said, I was like, oh, now I'm going to be like BFFs with this thing and just come home and be like, what's up? How was your day? <laughs> like chilling with this thing. Like I was looking forward to seeing you actually. Um, That's and hilarious. so then, and then I thought that I kind of like got over the hump where like, cause nothing else had happened since the printer thing. It was just me 
being like on edge the same way that like you see a cockroach or like you think you have bed bugs and that like your mind is just broken and then like you're looking for confirmation bias like of like anything that moves is that so like besides me weirding myself out I had no measurable weird thing happen again so I was like okay I'm gonna do a test I didn't say this out loud but in my head I was like I'm gonna untie these speakers and I'm going to put them outside of the door and like no one's around. And I close and I lock my door to my room. And I was like, this will be the test. If anything happens to these shoes, if they get moved around or anything, I'm like, or if something's like coming, passing through my doorway, because I'm the only one in here, then I'll know. And I woke up to those shoes being bedside to me, door still <gasps> locked and tied because I had untied them and put them outside my bedroom door. And I woke up to them tied waiting for me oh no and I didn't say that part out loud I didn't like even though I had been talking to this figure that I assumed was like lurking um and uh yeah that was like okay so like you're you are still letting me know that like you're here so I would be so scared that I would like get a hotel if I had the wherewithal to do that at 19 what did you do that's so I want to react harder but my ribs um (laughs) holy cow like that is so scary yeah and then I just I wrote it out like I just uh wrote I mean I was I was withstanding a lot during my college days including like a vicious eating disorder so I think that I was kind of like well if I can get if I I think like I think girls at that age are so resilient to like enduring because like you don't a lot a lot of women don't have like the confidence and self-assurance yet to like push back on stuff so I feel like I was still so groomed to be like you just put up with it and it'll go away right that I just kind of treated this week like that and And then when the week was over it's going to be more painful to resist yeah (laughs) and so I I like got it over with and then I mean I didn't sleep at all I was a wreck and when my roommates came back they were like you look bad and I was like yeah it hasn't been a good week (laughs) so did you tell them what happened yes and they were like they thought I was full of shit full of shit full of shit and then the printer thing happened again yes to one of my roommates oh my god my print it was my printer addressed one of my roommates by name by name same exact format and I wasn't home for any of this and so she was like very funny Caitlin way to fuck with me you proved a point like you got your fucking printer to what and I'm like I didn't do anything (laughs) you're like I am in college and I the best thing I could do is get this printer to like print my paper which was like so neat then yeah yeah wow and I never slept alone ever since the week I, I spent alone there. I never, I never spent, if my roommates weren't going to be there, I, I was out. I would like find a place to crash. Um, so did you, well, it's amazing. You have corroboration. It always like helps a ghost story. You're like, and also makes you feel less insane. But did you, um, like research the building or like, did you ever find out anything why this creepy building has a printer ghost? No, but there's a ton of stories on that campus about just creepy unknown things happening, figures, shadows, noises, like similar things with like people's like belongings getting moved around and not just 
in the building I was in, it was like the whole campus had this one kind of like really old house that like had not been touched or really even barely restored over like decades and decades. And so um, if I think if you believe in that sort of thing, like it's just prime real estate for like some something hanging out. (laughs) Absolutely. And did you believe when all this started? No, not really, because I kind of had the mentality that I was like, so I grew up in Connecticut and I don't know if you have covered Dudley town. No. Oh, so I grew up with tons of ghost stories and I always thought it was, was bullshit. And I'd be like the most skeptical, like realist, like that's not true, blah, blah, blah. And, and my father's side of his family um, lived in the part of Northwestern Connecticut that's near Dudley town. So Dudley town is a, an abandoned settlement that was once like a thriving um, village, like back in like the town, the time of like Henry VIII. And I guess um, like the, someone, um, what's his name? Uh, da, 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 da. I wrote it down because I wanted to remember this. Edmund Dudley was accused of trying to behead Henry VIII. And that the, the, the old wives tale is that there was a curse placed on the Dudley family who owned and created this village at the time. Um, people were supposedly committing suicide, like going like uh, like village madness. Um, people were dying left and right. And, and so, and then it like naturally became abandoned and got close to the public and became a private land trust. And it's been a private land trust now for like forever, but because it has this history and this folklore of being like a town of ghosts, it's trespassed like crazy. There's like a ton of videos on YouTube of like people trying to like find things with um, like hunting cameras at night set up there and stuff. But like most of the videos are super boring and like nothing is happening. And I've never actually seen anything measurably creepy. But my uncle growing up when I was a kid always had these stories about uh, he worked for the phone company AT&T and this is in the day. Well, I guess we still have this of like repairing. He was like the guy on the truck, like repairing the phone poles. Or I whatever. had an uncle that worked the exact same job. Yes. <laughs> it's the ultimate uncle job. It is. <laughs> and then he got called out to some job, not in Dudley town. Cause no one actually lives in Dudley town anymore. It's just like a patch of land. That's part of a town called Cornwall, which is like a legal like place you'll find on the map, but it's just a land. Now it's just a land trust. Um, and I guess he had a job that like took him on a road that was like, um, adjacent to where Dudley town used to be. And he said that his truck shut down, like for unknown reasons, like just lights out, truck stopped working he went and got it towed they couldn't find anything wrong with the truck he tried going back again to test it same exact thing happened truck shut down now this uncle is full of shit about a lot of things mm-hmm. so when he was telling me the story I was like whatever I don't believe you yeah and and he and my cousins his children would try to freak me out and they were older than me they would like take me late at night to like drive through Dudley town and tell me all these crazy stories about like witches and ghosts and even with like the psychological thriller of like being a little kid in a backseat, like ghost hunting through a car window with like adults telling me all this stuff, I was always kind of like, whatever, this is just right. silly. And so it was kind of hard for me for that to happen in college because I was like, I resisted this. 
when it would have been really easy <laughs> to like have bug eyes and I was just like you guys are full of shit but it's like it happened in such a direct way with the printer that I was just like I can't I can't chalk this up to like because I remember when I was like sorry ADD brain I jump around I remember like doing overnights with friends when I was a little kid and we did that like what do you say that Mary 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 oh bloody Mary or yes yeah and I remember like almost feeling like I could manifest a vision because I'm spooking myself out and psychologically like grooming myself to be like you're gonna see something right 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 yeah totally but this is it was like so like I can't even I just had nothing to put it on like I this isn't like oh my eyes oh my mind oh I'm tired it's like no I'm like holding a receipt yeah (laughs) did you save it or did you toss it I got rid of it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of me would want to like frame it and part of me would want to be like, I'm recycling this immediately. <laughs> um, so did you move out like the next yes. year? Yeah. Okay, good. And then you never had scary hauntings on that campus again? Oh my gosh. No. Wanna... So it's called St. Rose in Albany? College of St. Rose in Albany, New York. I want to look it up. And it sounds yeah. like there's a lot of spooky stuff on there. I love college hauntings for some reason. Cause I think kids are like, college kids are so emotionally raw and vulnerable and then yes. there's all this like history and there's so much transience and there's so many extreme emotions and so yeah I think it's awesome yeah. um so do you you said you had another story was that the Dudley Town so yeah Dudley Town when I was a kid the printer thing um and then, oh my goodness, what was the, I felt like I had a third thing. Well, we grew up, I'm trying to think of, oh my God, I can't, my, I have dementia. Um, oh my goodness, what are their names? The Warrens. I don't know if you're familiar with the Warrens who ghost hunt in Connecticut. Yeah, like the, the, what are the movies called? Oh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yes. Yes. They, that's it. Yes. Amityville Horror. Um, and then the Conjuring series, which I love. So Ed and Ed and Lorraine, Ed died like kind of young. And then Lorraine went on to like, she was like, if you grew up in Connecticut around my age, she was the birthday clown. Like you had this old woman come and like talk to you about like hauntings at like as a kid. At your birthday party? Like anything. Like everyone she, hired. And it was really her? It, it was her. It was Lorraine Warren who would like come around. And she would do these dinners at her house where she would like show you videos of like exorcisms that they did like in the past. They didn't show me that when I was like a kid kid, but she would do like a kid version where like, I feel like everyone hired Lorraine as like pop entertainment. And it was just, it was her and she would come around and like bring like these haunted dolls that she had from like, uh, cause they investigated like paranormal for like, forever and they have all these old VHS tapes of like crazy things that they saw and endured and whatever oh my god I can't say that I ever believed Lorraine but I will say like she's very compelling and she's like a really fun figure to listen to and if you have a lot of money to kill I'm pretty sure they still do stuff like at the house where they like have done all these investigations and like had exorcisms and stuff um and you can like for a fee like interact with this stuff and like if you want to go into like the room of haunted dolls like you can um so scary but like I think because 
that was such like Dudley Town and the Warrens were like such a huge part and Connecticut's such a boring state <laughs> that like we didn't have too much besides like a wiffle ball factory to like think about <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> So, oh my yeah. God. so yeah, you kind of grew up being like spooky is entertainment. And then you went to college and a ghost was like, nah, I actually really just want to talk to you. Like, <laughs> this is not, this is not what I signed up for. This Holy is not, Nick, this is not like Nick at night, bitch. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, so since your college experience, do you now believe in ghosts? Honestly, no. <laughs> Like, I can't explain, I can't explain that that had happened. Okay, I'll say this, like, it's kind of like the same way I feel about religion. Like, I say I'm agnostic. If there's a way to say agnostic for, like, ghost beliefs, then that's yeah. what I would say that I am. Because I'm like, do I feel confident enough to say that I have, like, a undeniable, measurable proof that, like, nothing exists beyond the things that we see? No. Mm-hmm. But I'm usually hard-pressed to still be like, yeah, that's, that's what it is. Like, right. Right. Um, I mean, those are the best ghost stories because you're all, you, you don't, there's something in you that doesn't want that's That's like, I don't know. And you're like, this happened and I can't account for that. Um, fascinating. So Caitlin, do you have any other ghosty stuff you want to talk about? Or you want to talk about your album and where everyone can get it and find it? Um, no, I think that's, yeah, I can talk about my album. Yeah, I'm so excited. Tell us yeah. everything when, yeah, the day that it came out, because we're going to put this out right after it came out, and uh, where to find it, and where to find you, and everything. Yeah, so I did an hour with Helium Comedy Records. The album is called Erotic Associate, and uh, I, it's about, like, being queer, um, being divorced, mental illness, disabilities, all sorts of, all sorts of fun stuff. It's like very slapsticky, goofy, but like talking about pretty serious subjects, which is like kind of me. Um, and so anyway, I'm really happy to like have it out because I don't do those jokes anymore. Ever since I recorded the album, I actually, I have a whole new set I'm doing now on the road. So it's kind of fun, uh, for people to like, kind of get this like piece of time of my comedy. But anyway, um, so that can be found on Spotify, Apple Music, um, all the places you would download an album. But I'll be also releasing it on my YouTube channel, the video from it. Um, yes, and that will be on November 19th. Awesome. Caitlin, and and that's Caitlin, C-A-I-T-L-I-N, Reese, R-E-E-S-E. Um, yes. So that when you search her, because you're not the ghost. Uh, you know how to spell it. Uh, yeah. And then, <laughs> sorry, any other socials you want to plug? Oh, I'm just, I'm at the Caitlin Reese on all socials. Reese like Reese's peanut butter cups. Amazing. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this awesome episode. Thanks for having me. And congrats on the album. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Comedians with Ghost Stories. Hope to see you next week. I don't know. I'll have you come back next time.